What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Maintenance Delay Podcast. This is your main host, Kevin. <laughs> and a co-main host, Landon. <laughs> and I'd say I'm like the main host, and you're like the <laughs> secondary host. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call it whatever. We're sitting here in the comfort of, uh, of our warehouse for work. Instead of, instead of sitting on the comfy, laying down on the comfy couches of Landon's... <laughs> Landon's living room where finally got him to not have me drive two hours to his house and <sighs> yeah. we're finally doing it before we go to work. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, I was thinking today we just, we'll just talk about some more, uh, some more delays then uh, probably give like talk about some corona stuff. I did good on my delays this week. I've only had one so far. I had a day where of delays. Mm, that's not good. Well, I mean in the fact that all the delays were the same day. I only had two, but... So you were having they, an off day. They were back to back. Mm. I wasn't having an off day. I did everything fine. It doesn't sound like it. Scheduling. They didn't schedule a plane to break at this <laughs> <laughs> specific time or what? Okay, not scheduling manpower. Uh well, what delays did you take? Um, tell me about them. I'll tell you right after the intro music. Yeah, all right. So, it was a weekend, last weekend, I think. Because of all this corona stuff going on, we're in a reduced flights, reduced manpower. We had four people on shift, on the line. And one of them, for some reason, we have one guy on the line four days every two weeks, and he can't sign anything off. And I feel we have two leads that this guy works with. And the first lead on the Sunday side of the shift, he, do, he does really good. Uh, granted, I don't think he works with them, but I've talked to him about it. And he's like, yeah, if you can't, even if you can't sign stuff off, you got to still put them with people that can so we can learn. And, you know, you can't just sit in the shop and watch movies for 10 hours. Yeah, that's true. But... The lead that he works with doesn't do that. And here's my example. We took a delay because of it. And I'm going to bring it up. He's going to be on the, I think he's going to be on the next episode. And I'm going to bring it up and call him out (laughs) for not doing his lead duties. So we had me, one other guy, and the lead that could sign stuff off. And the lead and the other guy were working like this hard broke. There was a APU shroud that was missing 17 screws yeah Landon just gave me that look yeah that's that's what we were saying so they were the out exhaust, there the exhaust shield yeah 17 screws and they were out there working on that and he tells me there's a call that comes in for a hydraulic whenever it's not pressurized it's at 95 percent and when you pressurize it, it goes down to 60. 
So obviously you just bleed the air out of it. It's like any other like brake system or something. You just bleed the air out. So I go out there, and by the time I get there, it's already like one minute past departure. And I'm out there bleeding it by myself, which he could have sent that guy out there with me. I could have been in the back bleeding it, and he could have been fucking with the turning it on, turning it off, letting me know what the pressure is. And mm-hmm. that's two, that easily a two-person job, but the other guy's just chilling in the shop. So I go out there. And I bleed it down. I want to say I took like a 10, 15 minute delay on it because I was by myself. So it's still going to be a delay regardless. Though. Yeah, but it could. if there was two people, we could have not taken as big a delay. Yeah, okay. So there was that. And then as soon as I signed that off, the lead tells me, hey, can you go to this plane, which is... Um, IAPS degraded message. And IAPS stands for integrated, it's not audio, it's... Avionics. Processing system? Something, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, integrated avionics processing system is what I would say. You know uh, how to explain what that is? I don't know how to explain it. No, I really don't. It's one of my favorite resets, though. Actually, because you pull so many circuit breakers that it causes all these faults. By the time I got, when I got there, the plane was already 15 minutes past departure. So they're just sitting there waiting for a mechanic. Mm. So he could have, he knew the guy was sitting in the office. He could have. Well, why had, was it 15 minutes past departure? Because I was working on the other plane. Well, why didn't. It, yeah, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> Two people to put some screws in a shroud, and it was like three, four, five gates over. Like he could, someone could have went over and done the reset, or he could have had the guy sitting on his ass in the shop go out, do it. I'll come out, see the message is gone, and sign it off. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was just having an off day. Every week. <laughs> This is not a one once occurrence. This happens all the time. <laughs> Talk to him about it, I guess. I will. You'll you'll hear it next next episode. <laughs> I'm a, we're we're bringing it up. But um, he could have had him go out there and do the reset, and then I could have signed it off, no, checked everything, made sure there's no breakers out. And but by the time I got there, there's ten fifteen minutes already past departure. And then I go up there, and I take some time looking up the breakers. And so then I was like, all right, we're just going to completely... It's really weird to say this, but planes are kind of like one big computer. Like, if it doesn't work, turn it off and turn it back on. And that hap- that fixes a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, we're going to go completely dark for like a minute or two and then turn it back on. He's like, oh, well, we, we can't do that with passengers on board. I was like, bullshit, we do it all the time. But I guess uh, now if passengers are on board, you can't turn the plane off. And they already had ground power disconnected and shit, so I had to go out, reconnect ground power, and then they shut it all down. We sat there for a couple minutes, and I started it back up, and it was fine. But we ended up taking like a 20, 25-minute delay just... Because he didn't, 
we had an extra guy sitting in the office that could have helped on both those calls. Yeah, why can't he sign stuff off? I don't know. That's that's what everyone's wondering because the other guy that was on shift, he's relatively new also. And that's what kind of pissed me off too was I was hired about two years ago. Then there was a batch, like three, four people hired after me, like this January. And then there was like three, four people hired within the past month. So it was two batches after me. The batch that was hired in January, they could sign stuff off within a week of being hired. And they haven't had Paperwork 101. They haven't had a FAM class. And if you read the manual, it says you don't get your return to service authorization unless you've had Paperwork 101 and a FAM class. Hmm. So that was my big thing. When I got hired two years ago, I went the very first week before I even touched a plane, I went to a fan class. And then like two weeks after that, I had paperwork. And because this was my first aviation job, they wouldn't let me sign anything off for a month. And these guys, when they got hired in January, could sign stuff off after a week. Never gone to any training. Did they have previous experience? No, some of them didn't. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. And even Procedure some of these new change, I guess. And even these new guys that just started, they were in the hangar when they started like technically their start date is like January. But they went to the hangar first for training. And then they were there for like 2 months and then came back. And half of them can sign stuff off and half of them can't. Hmm. So I don't, I don't really know their reasoning behind who can who gets the authorization and who doesn't and the timeline and stuff. I guess it's just whatever they feel like. Yeah, I guess there's some, maybe some of them got some training that they needed and some didn't. I don't really know. None of them have had a fam class or paperwork. And the manual set, our GMM, says you have to have both those classes before you get that authorization. Hmm. There was a guy hired two weeks before me that still never attended a single training class. And yet, he got his, he had previous experience though, he got his return to service authorization like a month before I did. And I think he, make, I think he makes more than me, but I have like eight times the amount of authorizations as he does. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, kind of off topic. <laughs> It's more of a venting, bitching. Yeah, that that was my little <laughs> rant for the week. What was the delay that uh, you took? My delay was uh, caused solely by me not knowing the aircraft system. I've had a few of those. Very well. <laughs> the newer fleet type to me and to the base that we're at. And it had a, I've dealt with it before. First time I dealt with it was different. It was a brake fault, emergency brake fault, parking brake fault, something like that. Hmm. First time I dealt with it was uh, back in the winter. And the uh, indication, it just showed they had like 50 PSI for the Emergency brake pressure instead of 2,000, 3,000, 3, whatever they're supposed to have. 
And uh, had never serviced it, serviced that accumulator, didn't know where it was, and I was with someone that said they had done it before, and uh, we just had some communication errors. <laughs> Took a delay on that one, and uh, we ended up coming that time. We got somebody else to come out there with us that had done it before, and for whatever reason, when he showed up, everything was working right. So that's uh, usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot so, of times we get called by pilots, and by the time we get to the plane, the problem's already fixed. Yeah. So whatever me and the other guy did, we eventually got it working, and went and got somebody, and then they showed up. But anyway, this time it was different. Uh, it was a it had pressure. It indicated pressure in the cockpit and at the uh, accumulator itself it indicated pressure but uh, it ended up being a transducer according to the airplane the yeah because those those airplanes are really good they're really good at telling you what's wrong and yeah they have you can a, go in the little maintenance computer and it even tells you like what yeah. section of the manual to go to to troubleshoot this yeah so, you know, I, you know, I kind of fumble around with that sometimes. And finally got to the correct film, and they said, change this transducer. If that didn't fix it, change this transducer. But I just ended up deferring it. It wasn't too bad of a delay. Ten minutes, maybe. It was a really quick turn. Really, it was like a 15-minute turn. Yeah, I don't get why they do that. <laughs> I didn't have... It took me 15 minutes to troubleshoot it. <laughs> So. <laughs> it takes more than 15 minutes. Well, I guess now maybe it doesn't, but on a typical day, you have to allow, like, depending on the airline, 30 to 45 minutes to board. Yeah. So you're not supposed to have that little 15-minute <laughs> turn. It was, uh, yeah, it was quick. I saw that, and I was like, oh, I ain't even going to figure out what's wrong with it before it's <laughs> time to leave. <laughs> but that was mine. I didn't have a, it's been a good week so far. Yeah, usually we're, especially now, it's, we've been doing really good, no delays. Because now we, we have a lot of planes that sit around, so if you're going to take a delay, you can just swap the plane and get more time. So it's, it's easier now. It's sad. I looked at our flow board uh, for next week. Flow, our flow board is uh, just our flight schedule, and for you, it, those of you that don't know shows uh, May 1st, or is that tomorrow, Friday? Yeah. Like a, not a normal schedule by any means, but no, for what's been normal, normal. And Saturday is, I think, 25 airplanes that fly through here. And then Monday, no, and then Sunday, there's 20 airplanes. Damn, so this is going to be a pretty easy last four days for me. It's going to be yeah, miserably boring. <laughs> uh, a lot of them are... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of time to yeah. edit. A lot of them are uh, going to be parked. I forget where all they said they're going to be parked at, but... Uh, or the senior manager said they're just parking them wherever we can get them because so many airlines are parking airplanes that the typical places you would park them are getting full. Yeah. And usually they they try to park them like in a, like dry deserts like Arizona is like a really big place for them. 
a lot of lease returns I saw. Yeah, I've seen a lot of planes going out west for lease return. I looked at one like last month, and it's it's still getting work done for lease return because you got to put like specific serial number planes on it. Yeah, there's lots specific of specific seats in there. And there's lots of uh, usually when they do a lease return, you have to have the <clears throat> original serial number of the engines, and that might be on a that's most likely on a whole different airplane. So you got to swap engines around and then landing gear, some of those. Are. Yeah, and whenever we buy, whenever an airline buys planes, it sit, you buy it, and then it'll probably sit in a hangar for a month or two, getting stuff done Conformity to it, getting stuff done to it to match the rest of our fleet. Certain mods, like a, a lot of planes, some planes don't come with Wi-Fi on them, so... We buy the plane, or the airline, I can't afford a plane. The airline <laughs> buys the plane, and yeah. then you have to put Wi-Fi on it afterwards. You get a little 152 or something. You can afford a Cessna. Yeah, I've thought about it. That's I want to get my pilot's license, because when I was in A&P school, I was like, shit, like, <clears throat> little Cessna, like, 150 or something is, like, less than, like, a car. What a beautiful day to be driving a Corvette. Beautiful day to be riding a bike with brand new tires on it. <laughs> That's noticeable. Like, yeah. that shit's sticky as fuck now. What, that little Schwinn? Schwinn? Schwinn, you know. Those Schwinn? A Schwinn motorcycle. Not a motorcycle, bicycle. A Huffy. What, what, what are you? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> what is a Schwinn? You've never heard of a Schwinn bicycle? No. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right, never mind. Maybe that's before my time. <laughs> you have to think. There's like 20 year age difference here. Schwinn's before my time. Ex- so how am I gonna know if it's <laughs> well, before your time? I think they still make them. Hell, I don't know. I had a mountain bike, a Raleigh, but whatever. We're way off topic again. Oh well, Phil's time. Yeah. So I don't think we have any more. Delays to talk about. No, not a whole lot. I do have something though. So um, we take we keep talking about these delays, and I got a question. For who? Well, just for us. Uh. From I got a question from a listener. Ah, okay, I got you. So, what would you say would be like the deciding factor in? When you get to a plane and you realize it's going to take, like, a few minutes, like, a decent amount of time to fix, when do you make the decision to deboard people and, or keep them on? Like, how, I guess the question was, how long is a passenger expected to sit on board a plane while it's under maintenance before they get off? Mm. There's a lot of factors I'm going to say that goes into that. Uh, yeah, because I know like the air, like per the airlines, after so long, like they'll pull the jet bridge. So as soon as we're done, they can close the door. Mm-hmm. But after so long of just sitting there, they have to put the jet bridge back on, and legally they have to ask people, "Hey, if you want to get off, you can." I don't know what that time period is, but. Uh, I know there's that factor. I don't know on our side. I like, know. Like, are you asking, like, me? 
when do I decide that people are getting off the airplane? Both. So for Just myself, in general. in general, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be between me and the captain. We'll talk about it. He'll usually ask. Yeah, because I, I say we never really, unless the only time that I personally would make that decision is like if we have to jack the airplane. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, not necessarily. Because, I mean, I can fix something. Sometimes it's a five, they've already pulled the jet bridge away and they're ready to leave. Let's say the plane's fully boarded, they're ready to leave and they have a maintenance issue. I'm going to jump up, they're going to get to the plane, and the, and then the captain's going to say, how long do you think it's going to take? And I'll say, oh, you know, probably five, ten minutes. And he'll sometimes say, should we be bored? I'm like, no, it won't take that long. Yeah, for something... Because it takes longer to... Yeah, for something like that, no, but... Deboard and reboard, but I mean... And another factor is going to be outside temperature. You know, if it's a 90-degree day, you know, those planes get hot quick. (laughs) Or if it's like a negative 20 degrees. Yeah. But, uh... I'd say very, very rarely do us as maintenance make that call usually we just relay information to the flight crew the pilot co-pilot flight attendants and sometimes the gate agents and they'll make the call on their side yeah occasionally there's uh interior problem and you may have to i've had to move people around you know for they stay on board because there's a valve under the floor and you have to pull up a panel, pull some carpet up and pull up some panels. But it's 10 minutes. They usually stay on board, but you might just move passengers around. Or Yeah, I've had to move passengers around for... Um, there's um, those gaspers that air vents above your seats. They have hoses connected to them. So sometimes those hoses get disconnected. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to have a passenger move so I can drop that panel down and reconnect it. Some passengers are, most of them are pretty good about it. Like, I've never had any complaint like that, I suppose. I had one. I had one person complain, and it was funny as hell. And I went back and told the story to everybody at, in the shop. It was... I'm going to throw, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm going to throw one guy under the bus. And I know he listens to the podcast. I'm going to go over to the shop when we clock in and said we talk shit about him on the podcast this episode. <laughs> but, um. You, not me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that that seem, usually seems how it goes. Is <laughs> I try to drag you into my shit talking on here. <laughs> that happened last episode, too. So I go out to a plane, and this guy, he was sent out there for seatbelt missing. Easy enough. It's like anybody could do it. You just bring a seatbelt out there and put a new seatbelt on. Somehow it was missing. And he's out there for like 10, 15 minutes. They're already like boarded, and he calls for help. I was like, what the hell are you calling for help on a seatbelt? So I go out there, and this kind of pissed me off was... I get to the plane, and he's sitting in his car. 
And I walk up, he hands me the seatbelt, and I get on the plane, and he keeps sitting in the car. So that kind of pissed me off. Granted, don't get me wrong, I really like, this guy's really cool. I like him. If you're listening, nothing against you. <laughs> Just telling a story. That instance uh, upset me a little bit. But not too much. I usually don't show anger, anything at work. I'm usually a pretty uplifting person. I try to be. <laughs> but I go up, and I'm trying to put this seatbelt on, and the little ex- extent, opposite of endant, extent, ex- extension, something, I don't know. The little piece it clips onto mm-hmm. <laughs> was missing. Call it a bracket. About that. Yeah, I guess. The bracket that it clips onto <laughs> was missing. So he was trying to put it on like a way fatter like rod that is, holds the seat bottom on. He was trying to clip it onto that. He's like, it doesn't fit. Mm. So after like two minutes of trying to fuck with it, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to defer the whole seat. And I go up and like I'm doing paperwork and the pilot's like, oh yeah, that here's that piece from the seat. I was like... So he didn't even talk to the pilot. If he would have talked to the pilot, they would have been like, oh, here's the missing part. He'd be like, oh, it's missing. I'm going to defer it. It could have mm. been out of there in like five minutes. So I'm sitting there doing paperwork. And in order to defer the whole seat, you have to flip the seat cushion over, put the seat belt through the straps on the underside of the seat. And then you have to put tape over the armrests so people can't sit there. And you put like a do not occupy sign. And there was this bigger lady sitting in, next to the seat that I was deferring. And she had the armrest up because I probably was uncomfortable to have it down. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, oh, excuse me, I got to do some maintenance on this seat. And I pulled the armrest down. She's like, oh, Jesus, really? And then I was sitting there, I was like, excuse me. And like I was like pushing like. Not, like, pushing her out the way, but, like, had to get the tape on the other side of the armrest. And mm. she looked over. She was like, are you serious? Do you really have to do this? I don't think any the seat, the cushion's upside down. No one's going to sit here. I was like, ma'am, I'm like, I legally, per the FAA, have to do this. Mm. And, like, she was getting all, like, worked up and mad because I was doing my job. Yeah. That, uh... <clears throat> but it, it was, I thought that. To me, that was funny how she reacted. Normally, my brief experience with passengers, are, they're pretty accommodating. They just want to get out, get out, go wherever they're going. So yeah. they have to move for like five minutes <laughs> to help you work faster. Yeah, it's either you move for a few minutes or everybody's getting off the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Your choice. But you want to wait five minutes, or do you want to wait 30 minutes? I don't, I don't care. That's just me. Anyway. Weird times we're living in, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm taking my, I think I said that last week. It hasn't been approved yet, but three months. I heard they're all approved, just not officially approved. Yeah, uh, that's what I've heard. I've had a verbal, but not a... Yeah, because I'm going to land and put in for voluntary time off for three months. Then today I'm putting in for VTO for two months. 
But I'm going to have mine start on the 7th. Because if I start it, they want you to start it on the 8th, because that's the new pay period. But if I start it on the 8th, I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, work Thursday, then I'm off for two months. So why not just start it on the 7th so I don't have to come in? Well, that one gonna, day. They'll change it to the 8th when they want everybody else to take it. Because a couple other people put in for it, you know, to start last week and wanted to start this well, week. Well, I'm going to ask today, and if he says, no, it has to start on the 8th, I'm going to just use yeah, I'll just take a day time off. off and not come in on Thursday. Yeah. So I think with that, regarding podcast, we might go back to doing it every other week. Because Kevin's trying to leave. Yeah, I won't, I won't even be, like, in Minnesota. I have no problem flying, like, every other week. Just fly here, record a podcast, and fly back. Just come in for a few hours. Check up on my house, make sure it didn't burn down. I don't know if I want to do that every week. We might have to do it. I hear a lot of podcasts I listen to, they do call-in shows. Yeah, that's more editing, though. In the program I use to edit, I can't import audio. Well, you can't just put me on speakerphone underneath a microphone. I don't we know. We could try it. We could. That might sound like really shitty quality. You never know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be out on the lake doing that. <laughs> we should do an episode while we're fishing. Yeah. Sometime. Waves lapping against the boat. <laughs> ah, I got another one. Maybe <laughs> like, why are these fish biting? I don't know. I've really bad experience fishing. Last time I went fishing, we were out there for like four or five hours and didn't even get a fucking nibble. You went golfing on Monday, didn't you? Did you go golfing? Yeah. Really hard golf. Uh, we'll talk about that later. It's not podcast stuff. Back to uh, these weird times that we're living in. Oh, yeah, coronavirus crap. Yeah. yeah I try to every once in a while just give an update and what's going on in the field. Well, in the aviation world, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I think, um, think us, where for May and June, our flights are reduced 70%. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I think that's a projection, though. When you would look previously, there'd be like five, like at most like five to seven people on a plane. Now you look at like the flight loads, granted, instead of like flying three times to one destination in one day with like four people on board, they're combining them all down. So like you look at it and it's very deceiving because there'll be like 25, 30 people on a plane. Yeah, and then they gotta keep their social distance on the plane, and they don't. Yeah, didn't um, all the air the airlines? You can't. There's no more middle seat. Yeah, and then I heard uh, JetBlue is making everybody wear a mask if you get on the plane. Oh yeah, airlines are starting to do that. They're starting to have free free masks for all the passengers. I feel like. you're eventually going to get your temperature taken. And they have the little temperature gun on all the planes, but right now, uh-huh. I know for us, I don't know how it is for other airlines, but for us, it's on there. 
And the crew has to test themselves. They don't have to test the passengers. I haven't seen it on every... Yesterday was first... I've looked. Yesterday was the first time I've seen one. That's because it only... They only put them on there whenever it goes in for, like, checks. Hmm. And a lot of the checks, it's places that don't have them. Uh. But, uh... And then I also know a couple of the majors. With this uh, government fund that all the airlines got, it's... Mainly for employee retention. Yeah. So with that, if you take the government, if they took the government money, which almost all of them did, they legally cannot lay anybody off until October for six months. So they've straight up sent letters out to their employees and said, hey, once October comes around, a lot of you guys are going to be fucked. Yeah. Republic laid off people. They couldn't, they weren't eligible to take money for that because uh they went through bankruptcy and restructuring fairly recently and that disqualified them from taking any money damn so they laid off like 300 and they're pretty sizable regional yeah 200 airplanes so that sucks for them and yeah and i know earlier we talked about um parking planes i know we're parking our senior manager said we're parking them wherever we can get them. Like if you could fit, like if you could fit a decent sized plane in your driveway, they'd probably let you. Yeah. Like, wherever you can park, wherever they can park it, they're gonna park it. And then uh, TSA friend of mine, she's she was cut down to one day a week. Yeah, because if you look at the numbers for TSA, I know we we think we've talked about it in a previous podcast. But you can look up, compare the numbers between like May for like April thirtieth this year and April thirtieth last year, and there's like one percent of the amount of people going through TSA now than last year. Yeah, like that's it, it's one percent. Pretty shitty. I can pull it up real quick. I think. Let me look. Real but quick. states are starting to open back up. They are, yeah. Cause I know here in Minnesota, a couple weeks ago, they opened up. Uh, like state parks, golf courses, lakes. So here it is. Uh, yesterday, April 29th, uh, total traveler throughput in all of the U.S. through TSA was 119,629 people. One year ago, April 29th, 2019, 2,256,442. So, you know, that's less than one percent. That's a lot. It's uh, yeah. The lowest it was was uh, where is it at? April fourteenth, eighty-seven thousand five hundred thirty-four. I could be really bad at math, but I think that's like half a percent. Well, I don't know what it is, but I'm really bad at math. I want to say that's like. Half a percent to one percent of drop. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like we're the worst of it is behind us. State's starting to open back up and Yeah, I had a I've got a friend down in Georgia. He went out to a restaurant, ate, drank some beers, said it was really nice. <laughs> but there were very many people there, he said. Yeah, even when stuff starts opening back up, I wouldn't trust it. 
I'll be in line at the bar. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the bar, <laughs> but I'll still keep my distance from people at the bar. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, I think that'll be great, like, because a lot of bars are overcrowded, like, with bar stools, you know, you had to, like, if you want to get out from your stool, you yeah. have to move the whole stool out. Bumping elbows yes. with the people next so to you. So it might be kind of nice, actually, and uh, they'll take out every other <laughs> bar stool. So you have some space. But Anyway, I think that's about it. Yeah, we'll probably wrap this up. Uh, stay tuned. Like I said, probably start doing this every other week just because we're both VTO, different places and different places in the country. I think we'll have a special guest next week, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the plan is next week we'll have the guy who's been brought up on s- several episodes. We'll and I've, I've been saving some stories <laughs> just to talk with him about. So It'll hope be you, a good one. Yep, hope, stay tuned. Hope you guys are staying safe. Take it easy. <laughs> I got distracted again. <laughs> Y'all took care. Bye. Bye.